podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about financial health. And I wanted to go over, over an article that I read in the Wall Street Journal about how most Americans actually did well in 2020 during COVID-19. U.S. households gained $13.5 trillion in wealth in 2020. The coronavirus pandemic plunged Americans into recession. Instead of emerging poorer, many came out ahead. The U.S. households added $13.5 trillion in wealth last year, according to the Federal Reserve, the biggest increase in records going back three decades. Many Americans of all stripes paid off credit card debt, saved more, and refinanced into cheaper mortgages. In some ways, the singularity of the COVID-19 recession and the recovery shouldn't surprise. The scope of the pandemic was unprecedented in modern history. That's true. So was the government's financial response. The U.S. borrowed, lent, and spent trillions of dollars to keep the economy from plunging further than it did. And this, you know, this was during Trump's administration, too. Trump was in charge of the, the government for the first, what, seven months? of uh, of covid and and you look back and it's it's fascinating how a lot of the things that the left was saying that he was doing wrong he was in fact doing right and i love it how like with the vaccine kamala was saying during the election i would never take this this vaccine it's rushed it's rushed and then they get elected and what they're telling everybody to take it these actions were at the center of the unusual nature of both the recession and the recovery they have also powered much of the stock market's unexpected boom. Rock-bottom interest rates lured more investors into stocks. Workers stuck at home tried their hand at trading. And tech giants gained even more ground during the shutdown. I mean, look, look at like Amazon, right? Amazon did very well. Zoom. <laughs> the stock market in turn became the driver of the household wealth gain, accounting for nearly half the total increase. So if you had stocks, it really helped out, didn't it? This has produced a lopsided distribution of the wealth gains since well-off households are more likely to own stocks. More than 70% of the increase in household wealth went to the top 20%. So more than 70% went to the top 20% and a, a third went to the top 1%. The gains were even more heavily concentrated at the top when Americans were grouped by wealth instead of income. There's a difference. Wealth is calculated by subtracting a household's liabilities like mortgage and college debt from assets such as homes and stock market investment. Americans with higher income jobs fared particularly well. Many white-collared employees were able to work from home, and they saved money by not commuting or eating out. In addition, the government stimulus checks and expanded unemployment benefits kept afloat restaurant service, household cleaners, and other low-wage service jobs who got laid off. 
Many low-income workers came out ahead as well. By October 2020, for example, household checking account balances of the bottom 25% of household income earners had risen roughly 50% from the year before, according to J.P. Morgan. But much of their wealth came from the form of stimulus checks and unemployment benefits, which will peter out as the economy recovers. But, I mean, this is worth repeating. Look. Household checking account balances of the bottom 25% of income earners rose 50%. Americans who gained out most during 2020 were the ones who had much more wealth to begin with. Houses, stocks, and retirement accounts, which wealthier people are more likely to own, soared in value, and these boosts are likely to endure. That's true. I mean, we know we're in a home we're in a, a housing boom right now. So if you're trying to buy a house, I mean, I've read this in the journal as well. It's 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 very, very hard. People are putting down half of cash, all the cash, and they're getting outbid. So this is not a time to buy a house. But I think with COVID and how the cities are going to shit because of, of like the, the cops. I read in the Epoch Times something like the New York Police Department has lost over a thousand cops have retired. So you see what's going on with Antifa and with the rise in violent crime in Chicago and all the major cities. And so a lot of people are like, yeah, everything's locked. Why was I in this overpriced city with traffic? I'm moving out to the small towns. So the small towns have actually done quite well. And so people are just moving out there. And if you're going from, let's say, L.A., San Fran, New York, and you sell your house, you're able to buy a really nice house. And so they're able to put down all cash in these in these smaller markets where they're going. So look. Pretty much everyone has benefited from COVID, aside from those hundreds of thousands of people that died. And we've we've talked about it here, how the biggest winners are going to be Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, all the ones who make the, vac- the make the vaccines. And you see Biden was pushing earlier this month, we need to get from what, 60% to 70% vaccination by July 4, da 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 and they're going to fall short of that. Because there's certain states like Mississippi, mostly the southern states, Republican states, that are like a... 35% vaccination rates, whereas the lefty states, of course, because the lefties live out of fear and overtrust of government, their vaccination rates are double that. So they're going to make tons of money. I did an episode earlier how they're making tens of billions of dollars just in 2020, and they're going to spin it because of the Delta variant, all these mutations that you need to take boosters every year. And I mean, they're just going to make such a killing. But the typical American did well. Because as the article mentioned, the, the, the white-collar people just worked from home. They didn't lose their job. And they saved money. You know, the, the, the people that really got hurt were like the, the, the lunch business people. Like if you look at a place like uh, downtown or New York or wherever, where they survived and relied on people going into work and then eating lunch at whatever restaurants and so forth. They're the ones that languished quite a bit. But white-collar people did well. And some that were even perceived to be white collar got stimulus checks because the stimulus uh, threshold was something very high. It's pretty high. It's 75K, 115K for, for double couples. So they were getting those stimulus checks. And then we've talked about how if you've bred out a lot of kids, you're getting $600 for each of the three stimulus packages that came out. So you actually made money. And then if you already owned your house, your house went up more often than not. And if you own stocks, your stocks went up. So this is all good news. Now, who who suffered? Restaurants, of course, but a lot of restaurants solicited the government under the PPP program and got humongous loans. I mean, I was reading the people like like Dr. Phil got $6 million in PPP, uh, essentially free money. 
and a lot of these celebrity thoughts got free money from the PPP from from the government. So, I mean, I'm not saying that all restaurants did well. Clearly, you can walk down Main Street and see that a lot of restaurants didn't reopen. But the main large franchises stayed open. So restaurant workers, a lot of them didn't do well, but a lot of them are getting unemployment benefits that essentially equal $800 a week. So, I mean, they're making more money on unemployment than working. And this is why when you read how transportation, hospitality, these areas are begging people to work. But these people who are working like, eh, and this is the problem with the welfare state. There's so many problems with the welfare state, but this is one of the big problems. Disincentivizes work. Like, why don't, why do I have to work? I'm getting free money. You saw the earned income tax credit that Biden's going to expend. And so for the remainder of this year, people with children are going to get an extra $300 per kid. I mean, it's, it's, to say, it's essentially a way to buy off votes and essentially a way to get people more dependent on government. Now, the left would say, because they're Keynesian, they're Keynesian in their mindset, well, you have to spend your way to success. Uh, I don't know. I think we're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. I mean, how much debt are we taking in now to push on to our great-grandchildren that they're going to have to pay? Because this is all a house of cards economically. You see inflation growing. So if you have $100,000 in your checking account, it's not worth anything. I mean, it's worth what, it'd be worth essentially what 60,000 was 60,000 20 years ago. Now is 100,000 because of inflation. Then I read somewhere how something like 80% of working Americans, because remember only 50% of Americans are working. They're the ones that are on some sort of dependent handouts. So the 80% that are working, those 80% have not seen an increase in real wages. All they've seen in their increase of wages is just an adjustment to inflation, how you know, cost of living adjustments. So most Americans are not like super succeeding. But in short term, many Americans did well. You see the poor, the poor got a lot more of the handouts and the free money. So of course, they, they struggled more during this time. But as a whole, if you look at the composite, America actually did well during uh, the lockdown. And so I guess this is good news. I'm not a big supply side uh, economic lover. I don't like this Keynesian mindset of, of the Democrats just spending our way through stuff. But it is what it is. So look, in closing, and we've talked about this before, like with with homeowning and getting divorced and not owning a home and renting, whereas your ex-wife owns your old house, she's doing very well. If you have stocks, you're doing pretty well. If you own a home or any own any assets, or that you're doing well, good for you. You know, we shouldn't hate the rich. We should strive to be the rich as long as you're not selling out your soul to be one. So if you're one of the ones who didn't do well because you'll say you're renting or you don't own stocks, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry to hear that. And uh, hopefully, perhaps you can find ways to invest, even if it's small amount, or try to buy some land or something like that. But as a whole, Americans did well, and hopefully part of being an awakened man is optimizing all aspects of your health, your financial health, your physical health, your mental health, and all these things, and purging the relationship thirst. And hopefully in the financial aspect, you have been doing well in this last year. And if you haven't, there's always an opportunity to be a little more steamious and frugal in your spending, and you can always start today. Like Dave Ramsey always talks about, you know, his call-in show, like, I had $80,000 of debt and we paid it off in two years. Then he does the Braveheart Freedom. You know, there's never too late. It's never too late to start working off that debt and to get more financial solvency. So do it if you're not in that situation. For those of you who are in that situation, 
Say a prayer to Christ. You're very, very blessed. But remember what he warns about how you can't have two masters. You can't worship mammon and you can't worship him. So make sure that you use your money in a charitable way. Donate. Keep praying. If not, because if not, your money is just a, a form of idolatry. It's avarice and greed and it's going to lead you to hell. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you two seconds. What are some ways you can help me out? Well, there's a link for PayPal in the episode notes. So donate $5, 10 to defray the cost of hosting these on a server. That would appreciate be appreciated. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website. Click on that, and it takes you over to the website. You can buy my two books on the right side, Confessions of an Obi Shout and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. And you can check out all the articles and all the podcasts that we have there from all three channels are there. If you do click on the books from the homepage, it takes you to Amazon, and I'm an Amazon affiliate. So if you buy anything on Amazon within 24 hours by clicking on my link, I get a 2% commission, no expense to you. So it's a very passive way for you to help me out. And lastly, please subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man, for Femaleistic Health Apothecary, and for Confessions of an Obishad. Especially for this podcast, it helps the algorithm send this message out to more men so we can help out more men. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time.